this measure you are drinking. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. This Jesus. This Jesus. We can never finish talking about him. This Jesus. This is a mystery the children of the world can never understand. This is a mystery they cannot fathom. They will keep on wondering, why did they talk so much about him? Islam believes he's a prophet. Buddha believes he's one of the many ways to God. But they will not stop fighting. If he is one of the many ways, why is he the problem? Why is every religion fighting? Why is every religion fighting? I thought they said he's one of the many ways. So what is the problem? If he's one, why do you keep fighting? It's because they all know that he is not one of the many ways. It's only their servants that are ignorant. It's only their followers that are ignorant. All the spirit recognize that he is the only way. This Jesus. This Jesus. The mystery of God decoded. Beforehand, the Bible told us no man had seen God. No man. Nobody knew how God looked like. Everything was built and on assumption. Everything was built on experiences. No man really had a complete picture 
of who Jesus is or of what God looks like. For the first time, the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Stop. It is you and I that do not really understand the meaning of the word sons. Because when the word sons is mentioned from our own side of the world, son means a father and a son, a small boy. But according to the Hebrew tradition, the Jewish tradition, they understood what son is. Because when you call somebody a son, you mean that person is indirectly the person. The word, you are your father's son, came from that analogy. It simply means all the physique, the credentials, the quality of your fathers is captured in you. So, the Hebrew man understands what the word son is. You will now understand the reason why when Jesus said, I am the son of God, the Pharisee became restless. Because they all understood what that word means. They knew that to call yourself a son of somebody means you have the DNA of that person. It simply means you are that person. Because when the father is not around, the son has the capacity to exercise every authority as the father. So everybody is designed, is mandated to obey the son as they will obey who? The father. So when Jesus came and said, I am the son of God. <laughs> There is a problem. There is a problem because that means God is a spirit. That means a spirit gave birth to somebody. So it was a problem to them because they could not fathom it that God would come in the fallen state in the flesh. For you to understand that place vividly, you will need to understand the ordinance of the spirit realm. After the falling state, the mortal body became the last option where every genuine spirit or entity would like to dwell. In fact, the highest operation of the supernatural is not through the mortal body. It's through the spirit being. That is why we have in the hierarchy of the spirit, in the demonic kingdom, there is a principalities. They all operate outside the body and they all influence the body. They can influence the body. They all influence the body. Are we together? Are we together? So, the body, the human part, is the lowest dimension they would even want to consider to dwell. Because humans are like puppets when it comes to the realm of the spirit. This is what they could not understand. That is why the Bible told us that had he known, that means even Satan was doubting. He doubted the existence of the Son of God because the Bible said had he known, he would not have crucified what? The Lord of hosts. He was doubting. So he was looking for a perfect opportunity to interview him. To know if he is really the son of God. All through the existence, he does miracles. Satan could have assumed probably is an advanced version of Elijah. Because Satan did not know all things. He did not know. He's a student of history. Just like every other spirit entities. Just like angelic beings. So he must have been studying every history. Looking for the son. Because the problem came in Genesis chapter 2. Where the Bible told us that after Satan, who became serpent, who is called serpent, who, who, who possessed the serpent, forced man to sin. The Bible said there was an inscription given by God that became a problem. The inscription was that God said, he said, the seed of the woman shall bruise, what? Die head. You see, even Satan 
understood that the word of God does not fall. Are you with me? So his call objective is to delay it. He knew it. That was why he got concerned. Because they all saw it. They were in heaven. In the realm of eternity, they know that when God says a word, nothing changes it. Time is a puppet. Time cannot stop it. So when that statement came in the garden, that God said the seed of the woman shall bruise their head. Listen, are we together? Let me go a bit to that analogy. Remember the story? Adam and Eve. And after Adam sinned by eating the fruit he collected from Eve, God came to the garden and said the seed of the woman. Now when God said the seed of the woman shall bruise the head, Satan, who is Lucifer, was in the serpent. So that statement came and captured him. If that he was not in the serpent at that moment, if he had escaped, probably has left that serpent alone to be an ordinary stick, he would have escaped it. But because that prophecy came and met him there, when the word of God met him in the place, it met him there, so he knew he's in trouble. So the Bible makes us to understand that the genealogy from Genesis to Revelation was a study looking for the seed. Are we together? He kept on looking for it. And how was he looking for it? He was looking for it like an ordinary man. Did you know why? Because to know the things of the Spirit, you will need the help of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear me? They didn't catch it. And because he has left the place where the governance of the Holy Spirit is, he has been disconnected from light. So he cannot understand what is going on in the Spirit. So he was hanging around. Until that day, he was watching the character of men. So when he found Abel, that one certain time Abel offered a sacrifice and he became accepted and he received an accolade. Out of a normal thinking, he felt this must be what? The seed. You will now understand the reason why Cain killed his brother. He kept on looking for history. He kept on causing wars and battles. Different kind of things. A certain time we, we understood why the, the angels left their first estate and came and mated with man. Just because he wanted to stop what? The seed. Say the seed. The whole battle was on the seed. So, day upon day, he became sleepless. Why you, you were sleeping? He was not sleeping. He was researching. He was going closer to men. He will come and study. He will go to this person and go and sit down and watch the person. And see, could this person be the seed? He went to Moses. And one day, he knew that maybe, you know, he knew that the seed would be perfect. So he started taking advantage of their vulnerability. He looked at Moses very well. He found a vulnerable path. Moses was overprotected. So he was there instigating unnecessary anger. And the next thing is that they said Moses has missed the word, the promised land. And he said, oh, well, now I've gotten him. I've gotten the seed. Last, last, it is over. He has missed it. He thought the story would end there. And the next thing in the prophet, in the promised land, another Messiah rose again. He said, who? The prophet started prophesying that another person is coming. You started hearing different prophets. And he was confused. Who is this person? I thought the seed was, Mos was Moses. I've dealt with Moses. So he felt, okay, maybe there is a problem. So when Moses died, he said, let us even go and collect the final body. Maybe the, since, uh, out of confusion, he went there and looked for the body of Moses. And said, okay, let me hide it. If this is the seed. Because for you to understand better, you need to understand when Moses was born. The Bible told us that there was a problem. Because before anything is established in this dimension, it first manifests in the realm of the spirit. So they knew that the seed is coming, but they don't know when. 
So when Moses was born, you will now understand. That's why I said, don't forget, I said men are what? Puppets in the hand of the spirit. You will now understand the spirit that sear up. Because listen, people don't do something anyhow. Sometimes those things are instigations of the devil. This is what we are not getting. Those of you that are students, why is it that it was around the time that it was your turn, they changed the VC. And the new VC, thank you Holy Spirit, thank you Holy Spirit. And the new VC introduced another system probably that led to the increment in your school fees. And all of a sudden, so that you will struggle in the next season. And that time that you have been having for God will be reduced. Because your mind will now be concentrated. Before you have been on a relaxed mind, you know that these school fees, you've calculated your, your salary or the earning that comes from your parents. And you know that I still have time for God, I can do this. And all of a sudden, there is an increment so that that time will be shrink and God will be taken out of the radar. Are we together? So similar things was manifesting here. We saw that the spirit of Antichrist began to find expression. And when they found that the baby was born, they said, okay, maybe it is this season. Are we together? We saw the next thing that happened. Pharaoh stood up and a new rule. That let all the young ones born within the age one to three. Why age one to three? Because they perceive it in the realm of the spirit that it's around this season. Around this range. There was a signal. You thought Pharaoh was just thinking. Pharaoh was just coming up with an idea. No, it came because around that season there was something coming up. So they thought that is the seed that we are waiting for. So, oh, and I, I learned something. Anytime Satan, that's the wisdom of God. Anytime Satan tried to destroy the agenda of God, God would have hide that agenda in Satan. Is that not funny? He will hide it in Satan's territory. The place where the mandate came from, where the powers are seated, God said, in your midst, I will hide it. It's the wisdom of God in manifestation. So God said, okay, you are looking for Moses, right? To kill. I will keep Moses with you. You will now understand the reason why the angel navigated where Moses, that thing, that, that basket that took Moses to where Pharaoh's daughter is and made Pharaoh's daughter fall in love. And Moses grew up in the territory of the enemy. Are we getting blessed? You saw the same thing too. When Jesus was born, the Bible told us that what? It told us that what? Astrologers from afar saw it. And when they came and spoke to Herod and told him the born king, the son, the born man that was born to be king was born. Herod heard it and said, when you go, come back. What did you think? They, the astrologers thought they were talking to Herod. At that moment, Satan was sitting down somewhere close to Herod and was waiting for them. So when they brought the information, he said, okay, I've gotten it. You mean he's here? He said, Let there be a new rule. Then he said, oh guy, Herod, because I'm in charge of your heart, I tell you what to do. Now rise up and say this. And Herod stood up and gave the decree. You notice the decree is similar. Did you notice? He said, at this same range, any child that is born, let them be killed. And they went to, as they wanted to kill, the angel of the Lord appeared and said, take this child to where it happened first time. Remember? The first preservation was by Pharaoh. He said, let's go back to what, Pharaoh? Let's repeat history. I will confuse you, Satan, that you are foolish before me. I will hide it in the pain place. Don't you? Oh, God. 
I thought he would have learned from the first one that, oh, Moses was kept with me. I did not know. Ah, ah, I will guide it. God said, you see, I'm coming back. I'm going to show you that you are very foolish. He said, let's take Jesus back to where? Egypt. And Egypt is a mystery. There's a mystery behind Egypt. Because Egypt is Africa. That means there is a move coming. And God said, I will hide the sacred. This, this, that sacred move. Let's hide it here in Africa. It's a mystery that have always been. That will forever be. So Satan is confused. He does not know when he's coming from. You see, there are places in America, Ohio, for example, and many, or you must have heard about different places, of Oklahoma. These places were where revival broke out from. You must have heard about Azusa revival. Some of those nations were positions where revival broke out from. So normally, technically, Satan could have assumed that ah, America was where this revival broke out from. So this is where they are. And he goes there and Tabanako. And the next thing he started doing was to attack the young one, the new generation. You will now understand the reason why confusion came in in form of transgender, different kind of race gender. They have different name by all sort of started coming out. Why? The same thing he did when he brought fallen angels to mate with humanity, to decode humanity. So he started raising up system that we antagonize the seed. But what he did not know is that there is a remnant. You will keep on seeing Africa. Remember, when Elijah said, I am the only prophet, they have killed all the prophets. What did the Lord told him? I have reserved the remaining what? How many? Where? In the cave. Africa was known to stay where? In the cave. We were called cavemen. Because in the ancient day, we were believed to live in the cave. I have reserved the remaining thousands. We are in the cave. Yarani ya Yesuna Yarani Makakinka Hallelujah. So that Jesus, you see the mystery of God finding expression every time to the extent that when Jesus came, he was living his life. We read about many powerful, powerful things. And when it was time for him to die, after the devil thought he was the one, but the devil planned for him. And they met. When Jesus was fasting, he came down. He said, yes, I must get him. He said, if you are the son of God, did you know why? He approached Jesus like himself. With what he will fall for. Hmm. He said, if you are the son of God, because he's a pride being. Is a proud being that always want to show a very reason why he was thrown down. Seeking for something. He thought Jesus was seeking for something. He did not know that he was seeking for nothing. He came to offer himself. He was the sacrifice of God for redemption. He came to offer, not to collect. So he thought he came to collect. So he approached him with what worked for him. 
He said, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. If you are, meaning prove to me that you are the son of God. Because I always prove a point. And Jesus said, I am not designed to prove a point. It is not my making. He said, there is nothing more than what? The word of God. That alone. He said, okay, I thought that was what. He said, let's go up to Jesus. And they appeared on the top of a hill. And said, quote, he quotes scripture to Jesus. He said, remember, the Bible said that what? He shall give his angel charge over you. That means he's a student of history. He has been studying all the analogy of the Son of God. So he knew that when the Son of God comes, when he jumps, angels are supposed to hold him. He knew the scripture. So he said, he shall give his angel charge over you. So let's do it clear. Let's put the word of God to practice. Jump up. And Satan remember, and Jesus remember his scripture. And that scripture was 1 Corinthians chapter 6. He said, know you not that you are a servant to whom you obey. He knew that if I obey him, I'm already a servant to him. Because the less is blessed of what? The greater. Obeying Satan means what? Satan is what? The greater. And he's not greater. So he said, jump up. And Jesus looked at him and laughed. And what did he say? Everybody. He thought that was all. He kept on bringing different analogy. And when he could not get him, he said, okay. Let's go to the final one. We will see you dead. And as God was doing that, Satan was so much interested in the death of Christ that he forgot to see the footprint of the move of God. And when Jesus was carrying that cross, he was tired. And there was an African man, Simon of Cyrene. And he said, let me carry it for you. Meaning, Jesus, don't worry. Where you stopped, we will end it. This gospel, we will carry it. This message that it seems as if it has been contaminated, we will preach it. This same chapter that it seems as if it's over, we will carry it. We will raise the banner. And he carried the cross down. And nobody questioned him. They could have killed him. They could have said, why did you help him? We will kill you. But Satan could not see it. Because he felt it's not a problem. He's just a helper. He knows because he looked at the woman in the garden and said, ah, is she not just a helper? Mm. Say he's just a helper. Let him do his own. He's wasting his time. But he did not know that the mystery of God was encoded in that decision. And he helped him to what? To the Golgotha. And as Jesus hanged on that cross and said it is finished. That means whatever mission I'm going to do before the, my coming, there is an African man that will do it. We will push it and he will come back and say it is what? Finished. This Jesus. When you don't know who Jesus is, you will not be able to value Christianity. You will not know why we worship so much. Sometimes when I look at the way people worship, I can easily tell your revelation of Jesus. Jesus is not a small boy in heaven. As we're told, that illustration was a very lie. You know, we're told. And that illustration was delivered by Ezekiel. And he has, it was not even talking about the same thing. They taught us when we were in primary school. They said, in time, Father, Daddy God came out and said, we will die for them. We even did drama with it. 
And in Jamaica came and said, Father, no, I can't go and die. In Jehuda came and God said, Will you die? He said, No. In Jehuda, no. And Jesus, the small boy, was now crying. <laughs> he now came and stood and said, Send me, I will go and die. And God now looked at him and said, My son, go and die. And he too now came and entered into one woman, and came and died. Can I shock you? There was no Jesus in the beginning. I know that's the confusion. You have been taught Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I said there was no Jesus in the beginning. Because Jesus never existed as a flesh in the beginning. The Bible referred to him as the word of God. And the word, can you separate your word from yourself? No, he was in God. So the word of God was God, but he was recognized as the word. So the spirit of God was a revelation of God. The way we have the seven spirit of God. They can come out, but they are part of God. The same way Jesus existed as a revelation, but was in God. That's why when Jesus was born, no wonder the angel came and gathered the shepherd. He said, come and see the new, because they too, they are amazed to see the son born for the first time. They are amazed. In the Old Testament, there were two manifestations. The fourth person in the midst of the fire was not Jesus, it was the Holy Ghost. You've been taught it was Jesus. It's not Jesus, it's the Holy Ghost. He's the one that manifests. We saw him all through, coming forth. Where was Jesus? He was existing as the word of God. He was that thing you will hear. A prophet will say, and the word of the Lord came unto me. That was Jesus. He was the word. He was the thought of God. No wonder the Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word, word, yeah, means logos. Logos means what? It's not, there's even between logos and rhema. I'm not good here. I've thought about that. But logos means what? A written word. It means a thought conceived that has not yet become a person. So the Bible says, in the beginning was a thought, and that thought was with God. And what is the name of that thought? The name of that thought is redemption. The name of that thought is love. And that thought was God. So when it was time to redeem humanity, God did not send Jesus. He sent his word. John chapter 1 verse 14. The Bible says, and the word of God became what? Flesh! That was the first time the word would become what? Flesh! So in the beginning, there was God the Father, God the Spirit, and what? The Word of God. That's the Trinity. It's not a person. It's not one small boy that has always been hanging around the corners of heaven. He has always been inside Father. No wonder he said, Father, why have you what, forgotten me, forsaken me? Because he was with the Father. For the first time, the Word of God. That means when God left heaven, heaven became silence. Because the very word of God was on earth. They watched the father in silence for a long season. You will now understand the reason why the angels were so agitated. They wanted to know. Because there was silence everywhere. If God would say anything, these little words. Because the real revelation that makes up the entirety of God was in the flesh. And because it was the word of God, he was in God. He has the character of God. Everything about God was personified. Bible called the word of God became what? Flesh. In Hebrew, it was referred to as the express image of what? The invisible God. That means you want to know how the invisible God looked like. Look at Jesus. Not the Jesus on the calendar. That one was drawn by an artist. That's not him. 
If you want to know how Jesus looked at, read the scripture. The scripture will give you a perfect description of his character. So he can appear to you tomorrow and he's dressed like an, in white, putting on a Baba uniform and you say, this is Jesus. Because you recognize him by the character, not by the image that was given to you. That's why many of you, you've seen him but you did not know because they've given you a type. You are expecting a Jesus that is holding something that looks like a heart that is outside. Like this, based on the picture. And now putting on one tons, one fair guy. Oh, Igbo man will write his own Jesus. If he's an African, African will draw him to be black. It's racial. Look at the scripture. You will see him. Are we getting blessed? Are we getting blessed? Say Jesus. Say Jesus. So when we say, have you met Jesus? Have you encountered him? Have you met him? Have you met him? He's the biggest thing that can happen to you. He's the only one that I've told you. Hmm, sometimes I pray. Do you know why I pray? Because what we call Christianity in this Africa is called morality. Morality is not Christianity. Christianity can come in form of morality, but it's not. Hmm. What is that thing that will come upon strange drug addicts? Did you see them in America? Strange drug addicts, and you see them, they love Jesus, their life changed. Do you know what it means to be addicted to cocaine? You don't know. You don't know. I know many of you, <laughs> when you were in primary school or secondary school, you practiced smoking. I was one, actually. <laughs> we wrap paper like this. You will now light lighter. I don't know where it came from. You shall put it in your mouth and you draw it. Some of you, immediately you enter. You started coughing, Abby. You don't know. That's not how cocaine look like cocaine, it will enter the fourth dimension. There are people that immediately sniff cocaine, they die because their brain cannot contain it. Many go mad. And it's so addictive that when you try it, you cannot leave it. A spirit takes over. And these people will say, I was in a meeting and as they were worshipping and Jesus touched me and the next thing, they can't. Many of you have, those of you that grew up watching wrestling, you know Undertaker, right? Undertaker is a born-again Christian. I know many of you did not know. He found Jesus. He found Jesus. He said before, when he want to take that road, he will smoke and get high. He said, he has everything he wants. He was popular, he was famous, he had money. But there was a vacuum in his heart. There was a deep vacuum. Until he found Jesus. Same thing Sean Michael. You know Sean Michael, right? We used to call it Ishan Michael. It was when I grew up and I knew that he's not Ishan. We said, Ishan Michael! 
Anytime he come, he saw my girl. Those guys saw it. They had money, but there was a vacuum in their heart. And only Jesus could feel that. Have you met Jesus? That is the sweetest name I can introduce to you. He's the best person that can happen to you. Have you met him? The song said, He's everything to me. He's the sweetest of the thousand to us. He's the lily of the valley. The bride of the morning star. He's the best of ten thousand to my soul. So I have found a friend, it's Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. It's the lily, it's the lily of the valley. The bright is the fairest of ten thousand to us He's everything that can ever happen to you. He's the greatest message you can ever hear. Hebrew chapter 2, quickly. Hmm. Are you there? Hebrew chapter 10, verse 7. People read it the other time. Verse 7. Everybody, can we read together? I want to go. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book to do what is written of me. Hallelujah. It's written of me to do thy will, O God. Jesus came to do God's will. And part of what he did was to give us destiny. Because of the death of Christ, everybody here now have a destiny. You now have a purpose. You now have an assignment in God. So everybody that God, that have given your life to Jesus Christ, you have a destiny in God. You have an assignment. The Bible said him, we said we were nigh, we were far. He has drawn us by his blood. That means the blood of Jesus, the death of Christ, brought us closer to God. Before, because of what Adam has gone, we were totally separated. The Bible said we were alienated. Alienated means you became an alien, meaning you know nothing about God. But because of what Christ has done, Christ brought us, we were far, he brought us closer to God and connected us back to God with through his word, through his blood. What that simply means is that now you can understand God. Now you can know God. Now you can know what God wants. You cannot do that before because it takes the spirit of God. Oh, let's check scripture quickly. Ah, uh, let's rush. First Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 2, verse 12. Time is now on our side, so let's be fast. Are you there? Verse 12. He said. Now we have received not what? Everybody. That means there is a spirit called the spirit of what? He said, but the spirit which is of what? That means through the death of Christ, you receive the spirit of what? 
The spirit of what? Everybody. Of God. Look at what the Bible said. And that we might know what? Everybody. The things that are freely given to us. Of what? God. Why? You have received the spirit. You have, see, have received the spirit. So when you receive Jesus into your life, you receive a spirit into your life. It's like you receive a machine into your system. And because of that machine, you can operate in a certain way. An iPhone machine is different from what? A Visa phone machine. Right? An iPhone machine is different from what? A Visa phone machine. It's different from an Android phone machine. When I mean machine, I mean the engine. Are we together? So, now, the body might be different. If the, if the engine is iPhone, what will come out? I remember a phone a friend once bought. Physically, it was an iPhone. <laughs> he bought it in a cage. Only for him to go home and to press on. And he had... I thought, okay, Tanana is Nokia. Instead of Nokia Pieni, we are in Yanshin. You know those Chinese names? You just saw one Chinese inscription. Or you will sing, Welcome, Visa Phone. <laughs> Hallelujah. The engine matters. Say, so I've received the Spirit of God. The Spirit, the Spirit of God. That means there's a Spirit of the world. So there's a Spirit of the world. So the Spirit of the world works with children of this world. That means their faith is in a particular way. Their faith is in a particular way. So when the psalmist was speaking, when he said, man that is of few days, is of full of what? Full of sorrow. He's talking about the spirit of what? The word. That means every man born into this world that have not received Jesus is of few days and is full of what? Sorrow. That means when they think they have laid hold of on something happy, on happiness, sorrow will suddenly what? Come up. Did you catch what I've just said? Did you catch it? You will now understand the reason why even the rich go and study. They are wealthy, but you will suddenly discover that the man is very wealthy. He has food and everything required. But there will be sudden disease, sudden sickness that you yourself, you don't have a name for it. It's just appear. And the man is using a part of that money to pay for that. Because he's in the world. And because he's in the world, he is not free. It, it shook me when I got to discover that there are some sicknesses that are connected to air condition. Go and research. There are sicknesses and diseases that are connected to air condition. So, <laughs> we grew up praying to. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know when you see people in AC, like God, when will I get there? You will be shocked to discover that there are diseases that are connected. Many excesses of AC will give you those diseases. Do you see that there is nothing in this world that is free? Only in Christ. There is true peace. There is true joy. Shout glory. Shout glory. Shout glory. Let's quickly read our verse 13. We're rounding up now. Are you there? He said, which sins also we what? Not in the word. Words which man's wisdom what? Teach it. But which the Holy Ghost what? Teach it. Comparing spiritual things with what? Spiritual. Hmm. That means this thing does not come from man's wisdom. Are you with me? What is that thing that he's talking about here that he said we teach? 
these are the things that came from the Lord. You don't understand it with the physical mind. You will need to shift out of this realm. Look at today's atmosphere. Look at the joy. It came from somewhere. There was an alignment from the beginning. Do you see? The physical man will say, okay, normal way of starting a church is what? Your church, you can tell it. Let's start now. Let's do an analysis. So, how did your church start? Everybody together? Yeah. Eh? Opening prayer. Opening prayer. Five minutes, praise and worship. Eh? Procession and him. Bible reading. Thank you. You can read your service. That's man's wisdom. You know it. So every time you come, you take road time. And it could be boring. You just know. Na, 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 na. And people that their spirit has not been aligned. You see, they are there. They don't even know what they are doing. They even enjoy it. They just come, they go. But when you have received the spirit. Because you receive it also by revelation. Because Jesus is not just a person alone. He's also the word, the revelation of God. So when the revelation of the scripture comes upon you, what it does to you, what? It changes it. You just notice you are not satisfied. There is a vacuum in you. All of a sudden, because the Bible says you have received the spirit that is of God. So the spirit that is of God knows what God wants. So the worship is going on. You are now feeling it like God. Did you understand? As the worship is going on, and as it's getting sweet, as the pastor just came in and said, it's time for Bible study, there is a feeling because of what? You are now picking signal. The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. As they grieve him, you are feeling it. You now share. That's what the Bible says, we are partakers. You are now partakers of the divine nature. So you can feel what he feels. You can sense what he's sensing. So sometimes you just, oh, this song is meant to continue. You are feeling it. Like, oh, that's what God is feeling. That's what God is feeling. Are we together? You just know. That's God. Say, I have the Spirit of God on my inside. He said, comparing spiritual things. That means you can compare. This is what you do. Don't like, mm, I sense it. I sense it. I remember there was a day, I mean, it's a prophetic year, and somebody was like, sir, before you say it, I sense it. I saw it. I knew you were going to call this person. Why? Comparing. The Spirit is speaking. Ahead of you. The Holy Ghost is on this side. All of us have antenna. As I'm going, before I even get there sometime, your own antenna has picked it because the person is closer to you. Me, I'm still looking for the person. Your own, you are feeling like they are going to call. And I said, hey, you. Ah! See, I have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we getting blessed? Let's go to verse 14 quickly. Huh? The Bible is so balanced. It said, but the natural man. That means there is a man called what? The natural man. He said, but the natural man received not the things of what? The spirit of God. For they are what? Foolishness unto him. He cannot. He now said, he said, he said neither can he what? Know them. Because they are what? Spiritually discerned. Somebody will come and say, why are they praying in tongue like this? He is a natural man. Why are everybody praying in tongue, praying in tongue, praying in tongue? Can't you just pray in English? Natural mother, natural father. 
Ah, me, I used to pray in English. God used to hear me. I don't need to pray in tongue. Natural man. Natural man. Natural man. Why is everybody praying 12 hours? Ah, me, I cannot pray that long ago. I'm tired already. After two minutes, I can. I'm not coming again. Natural man. He cannot receive the things of the Spirit. That person needs to be born again. You see, born again is not just for, it's not when you come out and say, Father, forgive me. It's more than that. Some people need to be reborn again. When you are not taught the God's word, you are still unborn again. Because if you, you don't know, born again means a renewal of thought. It's an exchange of thought. That's what it means to be saved. Meaning you carry your thought and you throw it away and you receive a new thought. Now, some of you, you have thrown your thought away. You have not received a new one. So you are thoughtless. <laughs> what it means when you are not taught because that means you say I gave my life to Jesus Christ but no nothing is inside they did not teach you anything so it's a process it's not a dating it's a long process so if you are not taught you don't know like this morning I said by teaching about signs how we will know if I don't operate in it I won't even know it that's why you can't teach the realms you don't touch. You don't know. I used to share, people used to ask me, how did you used to know things? How did you used to get some things to do? How? I said, I just know that something is going to happen because the Spirit of God in me beareth witness. The Bible said, the Spirit bear witness that we are what? Sons of God. That means, how do I know I'm going to make heaven? It's simple. The Spirit bear witness in me. Did you know that the witness of God sometimes, some of you think the witness of God means the goosebumps. Do you know that when you do something wrong and you feel bad, it's a sign that the Holy Ghost is in you. It's also the witness of God. If the Holy Ghost has left you, you will not feel it. So when you are feeling bad, like, cast me not away, he's inside of you. Take not that Holy Spirit from me. He's inside of you. He said, I didn't go. If I go, you will not know. In fact, sometimes the feeling we receive is a correction in love. That's the judgment. I put it there. It's a correction in love. It's because it's in you. If it's not in you, you wouldn't. Hallelujah. What he did was that he was telling Jesus that Jesus, they said you are going to die. It is written that you will die. Why do you have to die? When I can give you the word. Maybe it's the word you are looking for. Why? He was doing many things. He was beside Jesus. He was beside God. Son of God. He was standing by his side. Person that the whole demons were afraid of. He stood there. Demon says, have you come to torment us? Ah, son of God. Jesus are the son of Jesus. said, I know, I know, I know. He has praised him. And now Satan is starting. The ogre is standing beside Jesus. I know he would have been telling the demons, ah, that small boy. No be Jay. He named that Jay now. Bros Jay. And they come. All the demons must have been standing from afar. They are watching him. And he was standing behind Bros Jay. I said, Bros Jay, oh yeah, we will start. Turn this stone to bread. And Jesus was, Jesus was the only one hungry. He was not hungry. Jesus said, oh, 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 thou shalt, oh, not end it. What did he even say? Imagine Uh -huh. Thou shalt not live by bread, hello, but by every word that proceeds after her from the mouth of the Father. He was quoting scriptures. He was, do you know why? Did you know why? Kai. 
The reason is because the person that spoke to Jesus is not Satan. It's Adam. When Adam sinned, he became Adam. By obeying Adam, he became Adam. So all the why, when Adam was going to heaven, when Satan was going, it was not Satan. He was representing Adam. And God is mandated to his word. So at that moment, God cannot see Satan. He can only see what? Adam is a covenant. And he knows that that's the operation that governs heaven. So the person that was appearing all the while was Adam. Why? He has become Adam. He changed. He exchanged. Adam became Satan. He became... So at that moment, he can operate as Adam. And God, God does not... See, some of you don't know God. God does not work by feelings. It's his word. So since his word says, whoever is representing Adam, he called Adam his own son. Adam was created by him. So anytime God looks at Satan, he's seen Adam. That's the covenant. So the person that approached Jesus was Adam. The person that went to heaven was Adam. So Jesus knew the same principles too. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, He became sin that we might become what? That we might become what? That means anytime God sees you, what does he see? Righteousness. Listen, some people's mind is struggling to accept it because you have lived in the doctrine of death all through your life. You have lived in the doctrine of works all through your life. When he sees you, he sees his son. Sometimes God wonders why you run. See, all the essence of what we are doing here, the teaching, growing, praying, prayer, fellowship, everything you are doing, it's just to make you come to that place whereby you understand who you are in him. That's all. I said something here. I said there's nothing like a prayerless Christian. There's nothing like, there's nothing like, sorry, a powerless Christian. Every Christian is powerful. But the problem is that they see themselves as unpowerful because they believe that because they've not prayed enough, they are powerless. And because of that, your systems is designed to work with your understanding. Even if there is power in you, as a man thinketh in his heart. So immediately you think you are useless. Immediately you think God cannot hear you. Immediately you think you are exposed. What happened? You become exposed. This is what principle Satan understood that the reason many accidents that occur around you sometime that you foresaw was never meant to happen. He projected it to your mind. It's not because the accident is coming. Sometimes God saves us from things coming, but majority was projected. And as you are certain, you are afraid, and you begin to pray, accident should not happen. Sometimes that fear is what made it happen. There are things you should see and laugh. That's why God gave us a better advantage by praying in tongue. Praying in tongue covers all. That means if that aspect is required, it will cover it. So that you will not pray in fear. Whatever you fear is stronger than you. Have you received the word of God today? Are you going to step out in faith? If God looked at Satan and saw Adam, when he looked at you, he sees who? Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says, if any man be where? In Christ. Are you in Christ? Or you are outside Christ? Say, I'm in Christ. Say, I'm a new creature. Say, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Say, I'm in Christ. Say, I'm in Christ. So all things work together for me. You see, you will not know the power of the world until you start believing it. 
And when you start believing it, it will reflect in what you say. I saw a post on Shekinah page. And that post touched me. That was different people posted uh, different wonderful ones. But there's somebody's own that. It caught my attention because of the person that was putting on the stuff. Because I know the person many years ago. So, the person was teaching. That was Sister Janet. When she shared her own point, she was quoting scriptures. It was a question. I will not go there. And the way she put it, she was quoting the scriptures. And I said, praise be God. Because if you don't know Sister Janet, I know her before. Because we were both in the same shoe. We are always learning from one prophetic churches to another. Looking for a miracle, looking for a wonder. We met over there in our realm. And I remember that when I met her, she prays. But when it comes to the scripture, hey, no. And I told her, did you want to leave? You must start believing the scripture. And as she started believing it, when I saw it in a conversation, I knew that people are growing. Listen, don't think everybody's in a spot. People are moving. One day you give them platform, you'll be shocked what will come out. Have you learned the word of God today? Have you received the word of God today? Anytime God sees you, who, do, who is it seeing? Jesus. That's why this is the mystery behind my worship life. When you see me worship, you see the way I worship. It's a secret. It's backed up by revelation. I know that he hears my worship. And because I know, and the angels know, that God even pay attention to me than them. Sometimes they want to sing. But they know that the easier way for that son to reach the heart, heart, heart most part of the father is through me. They will come and give it to me. I'm hearing the son. I have born the son. Today, I brought myself. I am the sacrifice. Yes. I have more than a song Today I brought myself I am your worship Are you God's worship? Is there somebody here that it is your voice that God always loves to hear? You see, when Jesus said, Acts, it shall be given to you He's not talking to everybody He's talking to sons He's talking to God's children. Because he said, my sheep, what? Heareth me. Did you hear the voice of God? Did you hear the voice of God? Did you hear the rhythm of God? Rise up on your feet and begin to worship him. The Lord, what name suits you? And he said, Yeah, then I asked the Lord, then I asked the Lord, what name suits you? And he said, Yeah, I've been taught that it was you helping me when I was weak. It was you. It was you. Now I know. Now I know that it was you helping me when I was weak. It was you. 
was you. Hallelujah. Say, I know that it was you. I'm a child of God. It is not a negotiation. It's not about me. It's about him that called me. I was called. I was chosen to be his beloved. God loves me. He hears my voice. He answers my prayer. When I call, it responds. He responds. Deep call to deep. Deep call to deep. There is a depth in God. There is a depth in me. There is a depth in God. There is a depth in me. Which only God can feel. Shout glory. Give God the glory. Can we take it one more time?